Salesforce to announce a Slack acquisition on Tuesday. COVID-19 numbers continue to rise. And is Pinterest a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The markets are lower today. Dow Jones down 314 points, NASDAQ down 59 points, S&P 500 down 23 points, and the VIX up 0.39 points or 1.87%, but it's still quite low at 21.23. And when I say it's quite low, it's quite low for, well, the last few months. Ever since March, the VIX has just been insanely high, and it has definitely been cooling off over the past few weeks. But we have to get in to the headlines of the day. And of course, COVID-19 is the number one headline still. COVID-19 numbers continue to rise. Total cases now all the way up to 13.38 million in the United States. A devastating number. Deaths topping 266,000 and more lockdowns and restrictions are being implemented. Just yesterday, Dr. Fauci and a few other doctors coming out and saying, most likely we are going to need, at least I'm pretty sure it was yesterday, Um, We are going to need more restrictions throughout the holiday season, and I see that as a benefit to the stay-at-home stocks. That is why I keep pushing a barbell approach portfolio until COVID-19 is long gone. That gives you exposure to the reopening plays and at the same time gives you exposure to the stocks that are going to continue to do well throughout the pandemic or pandemic or not, such as your Apple, Microsoft, Chegg, ServiceNow, and many more. You can catch that list all on runningwiththemoney.com. Now, we have to shift in to another huge headline of the day. Last week, we were talking about this Slack um, acquisition by Salesforce, how Salesforce had talks, they held talks with Slack. Um, No one really knew if they went anywhere until today. All of a sudden, Salesforce is now expected to announce a Slack acquisition deal on Tuesday after the bell, along with what would be their earnings. So will this be positive or negative on the stock? The stock is down today. I'm in it. Unfortunately, I, you know, this, um, I did not expect this much downside. I'll admit that I was wrong on the downside call of this, but I am still long-term bullish, mid-term bullish on Salesforce. I think it's a strong stock, and I think they're going to they're going to blow away expectations with earnings. Now, how will the acquisition affect um, the earnings and the reaction to earnings? I am not quite sure. That makes me a bit more skeptical. We'll have to see what the deal all entails. As of right now, the deal. According to sources, is noting that it's likely to be a half cash, half stock deal, which is it's pretty solid. Um, and it will be Salesforce. It will put Salesforce in more direct competition with Microsoft. Um, and this is not negative for Salesforce. I'm not sure why the market's taking this as negative. If anything, this is an excellent deal for Salesforce. This will only strengthen the company. And if you really look at management, management at Salesforce has done an excellent job. Um, and I think you just have to trust in management here. Um, Josh Brown, who is typically on uh, CNBC, he's one of their experts and wealth managers that typically comes into the show. He noted that this would be a home run on quote for Salesforce. And I completely agree. They have earnings tomorrow and it will be interesting to see how the stock reacts and what is going to happen with this deal is what are the details of the deal is this actually happening or not it will be interesting to see and i am very excited i am long salesforce now we have to dig into a few names that actually me and the team have released breakdowns on 
in the past few days. And that would be Pinterest and Plug Power. Both, you can read them both on runningwiththemoney.com. But we have to dig into them. We have to, as we always do on the show. So digging into Pinterest, the 52-week high is 70 bucks per share. It actually made that new high today. And the 52-week low is $10.10 with a market cap of $42.3 billion as it currently stands. Now, digging into these numbers, I am quite impressed. And here is why. Um, Last year, there wasn't much trust in Pinterest. In fact, I was even skeptical on Pinterest and many of the big time investors who um, you typically listen to for solid advice were also saying the same thing. They were skeptical on Pinterest until about mid 2020 here when the stock just started going crazy. And it went crazy for good reason because Pinterest finally started to see insane growth or not insane, but solid growth, strong growth, unlike they've seen before. So in their eyes, insane growth. Taking a look, um, we have to first break down for those of you who don't know what Pinterest is, what Pinterest is. Pinterest is a digital discovery platform that allows people to create a digital pin board of ideas, images, services, products, and more. And as we all know, their platform is almost extremely easy and to monetize. It's much easier to monetize than others because of the way it's formatted, because of the way the app is formatted and everything is always right in front of you. Um, and you can literally just insert ads right into the images you see and they just scroll through your feed. Unlike a lot of other social platforms such as Snapchat, where they struggle to figure out how to throw in that monetization. Now, Taking a look, they are seeing solid growth across the board. And one of the most important numbers in the social media game, or at least in so in the industry of social media, and this accounts for really um, Facebook, Instagram, um, but Instagram is part of Facebook, so you really can't count Instagram as a loner, um, Snapchat, and there's many others. But really, the main social media plays, one of the most important numbers is monthly active users, MAUs. So Snapchat in the third quarter reported global monthly active users um, increased by 37%. And that came out to be 442 million monthly active users now total on the Pinterest platform during and throughout Q3, which is excellent that is excellent growth and they don't expect to stop in fact 2020 has been a whopping year for pinterest i mean you take a look at pinterest we're talking 100 million maus just in 2020 they've added 100 million maus in 2020 and the momentum is only growing and they expect further growth in 2020 as we will get to they expect to end the year strong but monetization is everything, and that is why we are also seeing improvement from Pinterest on the actual monetization side of the platform. Taking a look at it, in 2019, Pinterest maintained an average global revenue per user ARPU level of $0.95, cents. but that has drastically improved, actually, since then and in the most recent Q3 report, management reported an ARPU or an average global revenue per user of $1.03. So we're seeing much improvement since 2019, the average, and I really do like that. Not only are their use is their user base growing, but at the same time, they are improving those ARPUs, and I am very much impressed with that. And therefore, revenue is also increasing, which we'll dig in once we go through the earnings. Now 
What stuck out to me the most was not only are they seeing this growth, but they're capitalizing on this growth. And that is what I like. Pinterest management seems to be right on it. I mean, they just seem to be hitting the nail on the head now every single quarter this year, and I'm very impressed with them. Taking a look. Um, furthermore, Pins is wasting no time finding ways to capitalize on its fast growing user base. Pinterest, for example, has partnered with Shopify recently to bring product catalogs to Pinterest. According to the Pinterest, this integration will allow Shopify users to upload product catalogs into a shoppable pin on the Pinterest platform, therefore making it incredibly easy to shop great products. So not only is Pinterest using their own monetization to grow their earnings, but they're also bringing in um, partnerships like Shopify, which will allow Shopify users to advertise on the platform. And it opens up a whole new vast array of customers for Pinterest as well, which I think is excellent. Now, shifting in to the actual earnings report, they continue to deliver solid numbers. And that is why you saw Pinterest stock go nuts just a few months ago. Taking a look, Pinterest reported a Q3 beat with an EPS of 13 cents versus the analyst consensus EPS estimate of 3 cents. So they beat big time 10 cents they beat by, which is impressive. Revenues also continue to grow with Q3 revenues topping $443 million, representing 58% growth year over year. Now, there was a downside in this earnings. In fact, there was a few. But the main downside that you really have to take note of here is that Pinterest continued to run a loss and reported a net loss in Q3 of $94 million, which is roughly 21% of total revenues. On the other hand, um, they also reported an adjusted EBITDA of $93 million, which is also roughly 21% of revenues. So overall, revenues... Um, were great, saw great growth. EPS saw great growth. Um, the company overall saw great growth in Q3. And when it came to guidance, they weren't too um, detailed on giving their guidance. In fact, they it seemed to not want to give guidance, but at the same time, they, they gave some hints. And their main hint as to guidance for Q4 in 2020 was that revenues are expected to grow roughly 60% year over year in Q4 which is excellent news. That means they're going to beat their growth rate um, from Q3 and they are expected to continue to grow, ending out the year on a strong note. And it will be interesting to see if they hit those numbers. I think they will. The execution so far this year from Pinterest has been outstanding. And I personally think that they can continue to perform well. But what impressed me the most about Pinterest wasn't the earnings and it wasn't the growth. It was actually the balance sheet. Typically when you see these companies and what I've noted in scene is you know debt is fine it's used to scale in fact it's, it's a great tool but at the same time it is nice to see a balance sheet when total assets and cash to short-term investments far outweighs the total liabilities and debt and we are seeing that here on the pinterest balance sheet like crazy in fact pinterest has no debt on the balance sheet which impressed me a lot their total liabilities came out to 366 million and comparing that to their total assets of 2.301 billion i was very impressed with the balance sheet not only that but they also had a cash and short-term investments level of 1.649 billion dollars so their total assets and cash and short-term investments hugely outweigh their liabilities in debt so i was very impressed with the balance sheet management definitely got that one right and has done a great job of keeping that balance sheet balanced throughout the past few years 
Now, given how solid and how great the numbers were in Q3, the stock ran a huge amount. And as I said, it even made a new high today. But at the same time, there's a point where the stock can run too far, and the stock has gotten a little bit stretched, in my opinion. It's currently trading at a price-to-sales ratio of 30.04 times and a price-to-book ratio of 21.44 times. So that is exceeding um, some of my likes. You know, I really don't like names that trade that far in advance unless they have a super clear road to profitability. And as I noted, Pinterest isn't profitable yet. If Pinterest was profitable and they were seeing in like just not so growth every single quarter, I would be like, yeah, I can. You can justify that because you can expect long-term results. You can expect the growth every quarter, quarter on quarter for the next. 10 quarters, but I have not yet gotten that sense and that degree of stability out of Pinterest. It is a great company so far, but I, I, I really need them to show profitability before I go and say, okay, I'm going to pay 30.04 times sales and 21.44 times book price. Simply um, just the way I look at it. But Either way, we have to listen to the analyst as well. We have to get sediment from the analyst. Remember, and as we noted in the last show, never just look at analysts and say, okay, well, the price targets are high on this, so I'm going to buy it. Never do that. The only reason I personally use price targets is to get a sediment out of the stock. So I'll look at, say, a CRM, and the price targets are all high on CRM besides a few. So the overall sediment on CRM seems to be positive, and that goes in my favor if I'm bullish on the stock. Same goes for Pinterest. You look at Pinterest, and I get a sediment that analysts are still mixed on it. There's still a bit in a small degree of uncertainty with the mean price target right about where the stock's hovering at $68.14 per share. That represents a 0.61% downside. And the high price target is $80 per share, which is great, but the low price target is still $28 per share. So the analysts seem very spread and far apart on this, very mixed. Um, and I'm not too, you know, that's just not my fancy. I'm not a huge fan of that. But at the same time, it's not the only thing I'm looking at. Now, taking a look at the big money, the big money is also quite involved with Pinterest. 70.52% of Pinterest is owned by institutions. Top holders include the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutional Trust, and Melvin Capital Management. So, I like the fact that the institutions are um, pretty heavily involved. I like the fact that most of the price targets are high, but the overall sentiment's mixed. I like the fact that the balance sheet is strong, their earnings are solid, they're seeing a lot of user-based gr gr growth, um, and management is executing excellently. So I like all of those things. But once again, on a technical basis, the stock is a bit stretched. Um, and we went through that valuation. You take a look at the technicals. The stock's run 266.42% of the day. So, I mean, the stock has run a huge amount this year. It's bound to cool off at some point. So in an overall general consensus, when I take a look at Pinterest, I think it's an excellent long-term pick. I think it's a strong long-term pick. I think if you are on a five or three to five year horizon that you are going to make a lot of money on Pinterest if you hold through that time. But at the same time, I think short-term and mid-term, the stock is a bit overbought. You know, the RSI is hovering around 66. The CCI is hovering around 120, both, both nearing, if not oversold. So, I mean, overbought, not oversold. Um, so, you know, that's just the way I am looking at the stock. The, the charts are very much overbought in that direction. Um, the stock's run a huge amount this year. 
So given those numbers, given that 65 RSI, which is high, given that 120 CCI, which is high, um, I recommend sitting back, waiting for a slight pullback, and it's actually selling off some today. Not much. I'd like to see a little more out of it. It's currently down 2.32%. If it gets down to 65, 60, 65, um, start nibbling at it, um, which would be excellent. It looks like it could fall back to its previous um, high of 66 that it made not too long ago so it will be interesting to see what happens there but we also have to talk about another name that has just been so streamlined um lately it's been running through twitter facebook instagram literally every social media platform it has been popular among all the stock talking boards um it has been popular on cnbc consistently and this name is plug power in fact even it made it to mad money and i believe they brought the ceo on at some point something in that context but at the same exact time we have to talk about it here at running with the money and what our thoughts are on it so we're going to dig right into it we did drop a breakdown on plug power at runningwiththemoney.com if you want to read the full breakdown but i'm going to briefly go through it for you here now taking a look at plug power it has a 12.1 billion dollar market cap that is the first thing to note and it is has been on fire lately trading at a 52 week high of 28 dollars it is currently in the mid 20s and its 52 week low is 2.53 dollars that's right it went from basically three bucks a share to darn near 30 bucks a share at its highs craziness and we are going to dig into why people became so bullish on plug power plug power is a leading designer manufacturer and producer of hydrogen engines and fueling solutions that are used in a vast array of vehicles mainly within the industrial off-road market one of plug power's most successful segments has been through hydrogen fuel cell powered forklifts by some of the largest companies in the world now when i say some of the largest companies in the world i literally mean some of the largest companies in the world we're talking a customer list that includes amazon walmart home depot fedex and so many more huge companies which is great not only has plug power management been successful in getting big ticket customers but management is now expecting the comp is now expanding the company through two major acquisitions Yes, they're making two major acquisitions now, and management is definitely um, sticking to their vertical growth strategy that they laid out not too long ago. Plug Power is making an acquisition of a United Hydrogen Group and Gener ELX. Gener is spelled G-E-I-N-E-R, G-I-N-E-R-E-L-X. Um, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. I'm going to pronounce it as Gener, but it's likely different. Um, that is simply how I am going to pronounce it here. If any of you know how to actually pronounce this company's name, please let me know. Now, the acquisition of Gener ELX will allow Plug Power to offer hydrogen to power the vehicles and the fuel cells that they offer and sold to customers. The two acquisitions led to management raising 2024 guidance. Now, 2024 guidance implies a revenue level of $1.2 billion, $210 million in operating income, and $250 million in adjusted EBDA in 2024, which is excellent. But at the same time, and lastly, Plug Power's customers have not been shut down due to the, the pandemic, and therefore, Plug Power really hasn't seen a slowdown. And... COVID-19 has not much affected the company, and that is something that really interests me. A company of this size not being affected by COVID-19 is impressive, and it seems 
um, plug powers risk management here management's the risk management has been actually quite well in the fact that they navigated in such a huge um, industry the fact that they can navigate COVID-19 consequences well is impressive to me and I find that to only bolster the strength of plug power the fact that they got through a pandemic um, through an economic recession strongly impresses me now digging into the actual earnings and that is somewhat where I was disappointed taking a look at earnings they delivered an EPS in Q3 of negative 11 cents, missing the EPS consensus estimate of negative 7 cents. On the other hand, Plug Power has plenty of growth under the hood, and as I noted in the breakdown, they continue to see revenue and gross billings growth. Taking a look, um, Q3 gross billings came in at $125.6 million. That represents 106% year-over-year growth. Now, there was a negative here. Although Plug Power did continue to run a loss, they also reported negative $1.3 million in profit throughout the third quarter, so they continue to run a loss. And, you know, that was just a bit disappointing. Now, given the company's performance throughout Q3, management has raised 2020 gross billings guidance to a range of $325 million to $330 million. So I like the fact that they raised guidance, gross billings continued to grow, and that they made two acquisitions, and they did it all throughout COVID-19 and a pandemic and recession impressive to me but at the same exact time their balance sheet well it was a bit iffy um an increase in cash would be more comforting taking a look at the balance sheet total debt came in at 300 million dollars for plug power total liabilities of 883 million dollars total assets of 1.501 billion dollars and cash and short-term investments of 448 million dollars so Overall, the balance sheet was pretty decently balanced, but at the same time, it would be comfortable to see a little higher cash position and a little higher assets position relative to liabilities and debt, just in my personal opinion. Now, the stock has definitely gotten a bit stretched here, price to sales ratio of 35.36 times and a price to book of 16.89 times. This is likely because of the typical Wall Street hype, and that's something we are going to get into in a later podcast, but... As I have noted, and as we have noted time and time again, a lot of these smaller cap stocks, these stocks that just have a lot of hype around them, may I name one that just collapsed, Nikola, they continue to just be hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped all about this 10 to 20 year outlook on the future. Well, in my personal opinion, you can't actually strongly predict um, where the future is going to go. 20 years out and frankly a lot of these stocks are typically hyped up and then dumped um right after a lot of the retailers get in a lot of the retail buyers get in those robin hood traders they'll get in at like 20 bucks a share on plug power and then it will drop down to 20 and they'll be screwed so i urge caution here the stock has run quite a bit and i want you to all be careful here um but it will be interesting to see where plug power goes long term and this is not just a hype train by no means am i saying that i'm just saying i think some of the momentum that plug power has seen has definitely been hype and it's a long-term play definitely not a short-term play now when it comes to management and how they have been doing um they've lacked at times they've lacked to manage properly and that is reviewed and that is seen in the return on equity return on assets and the return on invested capital numbers so when last checked when last reported um return on equity was negative 32.26 percent return on assets was negative 9.46 percent and return on invested capital was negative 11.67 percent so not the best not the best so i wasn't overly impressed with that 
But taking a look at what the analysts believe, the analysts are definitely bearish still on plug power with the mean price target sitting at $22.22 per share, representing a negative 15% downside. Plug Power's high price target is $30 per share, representing a 15% upside, while the low price target is $15 per share, representing a 46% loss. So be careful on that. The big money is also not as involved with 49.81% of Plug Power being owned by institutions. Um, top holders include BlackRock Institutional Trust, the Vanguard Group, DE, and Shaw, and company. So some institutional holders there, not many, but some. Um, so overall, taking a look at the overall stock, the stock has run big time this year. It doesn't trade too far off its highs, and I urge caution in both the short and midterm. Now, on a long-term basis, Pluck Power um, could be a good investment if you are a believer in this whole hydrogen fuel cell powered vehicle thesis. Um, whether you are or not, that is up to you, and that is up to your own personal research and thesis. But I, at this point, have not been... Um, convinced, I will say, that hydrogen fuel cells are the future. I have not been convinced of that, and I have yet to be convinced of that. If you have any evidence that can change my mind or any more evidence that I haven't seen, please bring it to my attention. But so far, I have not been convinced of this future. Overall, thank you for listening to the show today. Sorry about the fast talking and speaking. Time is money, and I try to get through this as fast and as clearly as possible. You can follow me and the Running With The Money team on Instagram and Facebook at Running With The Money or on Twitter at Luke Donay. Also, check out runningwiththemoney.com where we are dropping breakdowns nearly daily now. Um, upcoming breakdowns include Fubo, um, Fubo TV, SBE, GAN, GE, Ford, Sonos, Capri Holdings, AFL. We have a lot of upcoming breakdowns dropping, and I am excited to show you all the information that the team and I have gathered. Thank you all for listening. I will see you on Wednesday for another episode of the Running With The Money podcast, Eat, Sleep, Profit, Trade On, and I will see you Wednesday.